0: Hey, Chris and Craig, our, our podcasts on the Highland Network. Like I said before, Craig, bear with me. I, I'm dying here. I'm I, I'm not I'm not good sick person. I, I get grumpy and everything else. So bear with me. Uh, we're gonna try and knock through a couple pop culture topics for you. I uh, may not go an hour, but deal with it. I'm, I'm not feeling well. Okay. <laughs> hey, uh, first thing I want to talk to you about is Disney. Uh, they're saying that they're not doing this premiere access uh, stuff in the near future. Uh, the premiere access before was you can watch movies as they appear in the theaters. You gotta pay for it. They're charging about $29.99. I like this because I I mean, I'm down with the streaming TV. That's fine. But just whatever you give me, give me. And if you want to charge them more, charge them more. I, I, I think it's a good sign. I, I will say, Craig, Um, you know, I know you're a theater guy. You know, I can't go to the theater right now. So give me a chance maybe of seeing a new release come out. But I'll be honest with you, man. Um, I do not seen it right away in the theater. I'm not going to say, hey, take all the movies out of the theater so I can watch them on streaming service. I can wait a month or two. I'm patient. It's all right. good. Sorry, but that's how I feel. Are you okay with Disney
1: dropping that? Yeah. Well, it's funny because George and I kind of talked about this a little bit last week. Uh, I kind of feel like this is a—it's it, sort of all fluff to me because what with, with what Disney's doing here by allowing this story to come out is they're basically making it seem like they're they're giving this great gesture to people who are like theater snobs, like myself, like George like other people, filmmakers, that want their you know, that want their movies to be experienced in the theaters. And it's sort of a jab at HBO Max, which, of course, we all know is doing the same day and date release for a 31-day trial where you can watch, whether it be The Matrix Resurrections or Dune or some of their other movies that are coming out, like Cry Macho right now just released, uh, where you can watch it in theaters or at home. Well, I think this is Disney's chance to kind of get in there. And throw a little shade uh, at HBO Max by saying we're not going to release any movies on Premier Access or free on Disney Plus, and that's great. However, if you really look through the the, the six um, remain or the five remaining releases, only really three of them are probably movies that you could conceivably see be put on the Disney Plus app. And that would be Eternals, which is the next Marvel blockbuster. Um, West Side Story, which is uh, Steven Spielberg's remake of the classic film. And then Pixar or Disney animation is uh, Encanto, which actually is only going to get a 30 day window before it goes on Disney Plus because it's a Thanksgiving Eve release that they're going to have be released on Disney Plus on Christmas Eve. So they wanted to make sure that the uh, Christmas, you know, people would have like a little, you know, Christmas present, so to speak. Um, so those are the only three movies that really kind of, in my opinion, qualify for this. And you don't, you're not going to put Eternals out there because you want to make as much money as possible, right. especially after what Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings just did at the box office for a couple weeks in a row. So that movie was always going to be, you know, not going to happen. The Last Duel is a 20th Century Fox movie, but 20th Century Fox is owned by Disney. That's a sort of a you know, off you know uh, a King Henry the Eighth, I think maybe on in that. It's sort of like a swords and sandals kind of movie, like a drama. It's not necessarily a Disney movie anyway, so you're not going to have that on Disney. It's probably something that would go to Hulu, if anything, once it's uh, out of the theatrical run. Um, another one is Ron's Gone Wrong. I don't even know what that is, so I can't even tell you about it. But then the other one would be The Kingsman, which is a prequel to The Kingsman, uh, Secret Service, those British action movies, which are you know usually kind of fun, over-the-top action movies, but those aren't really Disney movies. Those are like really either hard <laughs> PG-13 or nearly rated R. Disney really doesn't deal with that kind of stuff, honestly. Uh, unless it's like over the top science fiction, like Star Wars and you know the Avengers and stuff. So, to me, it's kind of like a sheep in wolf's clothing because I don't really feel like Disney's really like going out on a limb here by doing this. I think they're mostly just trying to throw shade at HBO Max. Honestly,
0: well, because they're going to charge you if you do that. Where HBO Max, if you pay the fifteen bucks a month, you can watch right, wherever you right. want. It.
1: Yeah, in all the in all the movies. With the exception like i said of encanto who's going to have a third which is going to have a 30-day release window before it goes to h or before it goes to disney plus all of these movies are going to be on disney plus probably within 45 days if they're going to go to a- if they're going to go to disney plus it'll usually be about a 45-day window uh shang chi is going to come out i think they announced it for like uh november 12th or something like that so all of these movies are going to be on on disney plus way before you could ever imagine anyway there's no such thing as a 90-day wait window it's now it's either 45 or 60 at most so you know if you want to watch it you're not going to have to wait very long to watch it at home
0: and, and let's be honest okay you and george love having a part of the network you guys are movie guys great i love having a part of the network but not everybody is movie people like hbo max let's look at possibly the subscribing there I was familiar with maybe three of the movies that they were like, hey, you get instant access to it. So for the layman movie fan, you know, there's maybe not as the buzz as it would be for you guys, which is fine. I mean, I'm glad you you guys are buzzed about it because you tell us what to watch and what not to watch, which is great. But I don't think your general people are invested in the same thing that might want to get into a match just based on the early movies they can see.
1: Well, I would say that it it kind of comes in cycles, though, because if you look at the, the release schedule, I think there were 14 or 12 to 14 releases slated for the HBO Max same-day release. And, yeah, there were some that people really didn't care so much about, although a movie in, in February like Judas and the Black Messiah was a terrific Oscar-caliber film. But then you had, like, the little things with Denzel Washington, which is a star in a movie. The movie wasn't so great, but Denzel Washington's in it, so it sells it a little bit. But then by the time, you you know, March rolled around, the Godzilla versus Kong movie was a big release for March. And I think that that was, like, the first real, like, holy crap, HBO Max has. a Essentially, if you've already got HBO Max, it's, it's already included. It's a free movie, essentially, for your collection to watch. And that's the allure of it. You know, the idea was that, well, the box office was still pretty bad in, in March. No one really knew what to expect because we didn't have a, 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 a real handle on COVID as it was. And the vaccine was slowly getting rolled out. Not everybody had access to it. And it did great at the box office. And HBO Max and Warner Media was saying, hey, this was a very successful movie for us digitally. People were streaming right. it. They signed up for HBO Max. But then you went, you know, throughout the rest of the year, you had Space Jam come out. You've had, you know, coming up this fall, you have um, The Many Saints of Newark, which is the Sopranos uh, prequel. You have Dune, which is a huge blockbuster science fiction movie that they're really putting a lot of money into. And then you have the fourth Matrix movie, which, again, is another huge blockbuster. And then you have the Will Smith uh, biopic on uh, Richard Williams, uh, Serena and Venus Williams' dad, Where they you kind of see the origin story of the Williams sisters as they rise to fame in tennis. So, there are some movies that really you're like, hey man, even if I paid I would pay fifteen bucks for me and my wife to go see that movie in theaters. Well, on top of that, you also get everything else that HBO Max offers. So it's a great deal, and I think that there are still movies that they can sell people on you know some people may not know what the movies are out right now like cry macho for instance the new <clears throat> movie but there are plenty of movies still down you know still coming up down the pike here that i think people are going to be really interested in for HBO Max.
0: very good hey and you know it's almost like political can'ts when you talk about one party you gotta give time to the other party well we are doing that because <laughs> right. hbo max is saying I, there was a little bit of a confusion with Amazon Prime channels. They dropped HBO Max. So I think HBO Max to say, hey, sorry about this, and also to try and get more subscribers, they said, hey, what what was it? For the next six months, you can six get months, a subscription yeah. for 750 Yeah. That's
1: a good deal. I mean.
0: That's 2% um, disco. Yeah, you get the new movies too.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know It's cheaper than their tiered package. And I think that's also part of it, too, is, you know, they're trying to entice new subscribers. But I almost think, too, that they're they're trying to entice people maybe that have the, the ad-supported $9.99 per month package to maybe switch over for the six months and see if they like the non-ad-supported and then go to the ads, you know, and just stick with that. Because then what do you do? Like, okay, let's say you forget to cancel it or change back or whatever then HBO, you know, Warner Media then is is essentially pocketing an extra $5 a month from you. So and I'm not saying that they're doing that for nefarious reasons. It's just, it's a, it's it's something that we all deal with as you know, having subscriptions to things and having bills and you kind of forget something or you forget to do something or whatever. And all of a sudden you're paying five extra bucks a month from HBO Max and either you catch yourself or you don't catch yourself and just let it go and keep going and they get their five extra bucks a month for it.
0: Yeah, very interesting. I don't know. I may check it out. I mean We're, we're a little bit <laughs> we're a little bit tired of money right now, so I'm not sure if I do it or not. But you know, it is kind of interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens. So very good. Um yeah, I'd like to check. Yeah, I'll be interested to see what to do. I'd like to check it out, but I'm not sure if I want to I don't know. We have to see. I'll give you a max in the idea. I don't know, dude. I, our bunch yeah. is tight right now. So We may be a Pluto only house for a while. You never know. <laughs> so, All right. Well, let's kind of see what else is going on here. Again, thank you for bearing with me. It's been kind of nuts. Um, yeah, I thought this was interesting. We've talked about this in the past. Uh, Hulu, um, ABC, and ESPN is picking up the NHL a little bit more. Uh, there's going to be 103 exclusive games beginning in October. Now, obviously, not everybody else is in the NHL. I like the idea. Hey, you got more
1: things you can check out. Yeah, I mean, this this will give you a chance. I mean, I, I had nothing nothing against the NBC rights that they had. I mean, if you had NBC Sports Network, you could watch NHL games quite a bit. They did have NBC, you know, nationally televised games as well. But ESPN Plus has already kind of gotten into the, the game with a, the NHL, having the NHL for a few seasons now, exclusive to ESPN Plus, where they'd have a maybe a game or two a day uh, in most cases, or at least maybe five to six a week. And so their schedule was pretty good. And now you look at it and, you know, you're going to get over 100 games. And I think one of the cool things about it for me is I looked at the schedule. I'm a, I'm a Detroit Red Wings fan. Well, the Red Wings are not scheduled for any nationally televised games. Now, that's not to say that things can change depending on how your teams play or whatever, but right now it looks like they're going to be more on ESPN, Plus, and I have that through my phone bill. So it'll be something that I can watch my favorite team play. Whereas since they're terrible, they don't usually get on those national games anymore. So it'll be nice. It's a nice change of pace. You can see. Most of the time you can see your favorite team, but then you can also see the best players in the NHL play. If you like watching Connor McDavid in Edmonton, you'll probably be able to see him quite a bit.
0: And here's the interesting thing, too. I mean, you've got the regular stuff that's going to be ESPN and TNT and everything, right? but it looks like there's going to be 103 games that are exclusively going to be on ESPN Plus and Hulu. So these might not be your nationally televised games, but – uh, the link that we have with the uh, podcast has some of these games you can watch. So it, I think that to be even if you're like a Hulu Live TV subscriber, you got a little bit more hockey to watch. And you might be sitting here rolling your eyes going, why are we talking about hockey? Well, get on your other sports that you like, you know, be it baseball. I know baseball is doing a little bit more in that direction. But, hey, other leagues take notice. I mean, again, I know these leagues – different. I know between the NHL isn't as popular as some of the other sports, that's why you're more likely to see out the NHL, but hey, see if it works and see if the other sports catch on in some ways or another. So.
1: And another nice thing, too, we were talking just recently there about HBO Max. Well, apparently with that Turner uh, NHL deal with TNT Turner, they're going to have games, now they haven't said how many or or how it's going to go, but they said that they're going to have live hockey on HBO Max, which that will be HBO Max's first foray into live sports aside from boxing in quite some time. So it's kind of a nice, uh, a nice little thing too. If you have HBO Max and you're kind of getting the itch for sports, they're going to have some hockey on HBO Max. How much we don't know, but it'll be kind of interesting. Interesting to see how that plays out too. Yeah,
0: very good, very good. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested. I, I still got to sit there and say. My team's the Penguins. I kind of check in on the Blue Jackets since I used to um, cover them. I'm not sure if I'm in the outside market games, which I think you're going to see a little bit more sure. on the HBO Plus and the um, Hulu package. But, you know, it's a step in the right direction. We've asked for more convenience in terms of streaming. I think we're starting to get that. So hopefully it works out and we'll have more options as time goes on, I'd say. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Yeah, and the other thing I wanted to talk about. Um. Okay, I, I'm kind of nerding out a little bit. I almost feel like the night where I pledged my allegiance to Big Brother. Um. Yeah. Jeez, I am sick. I got two more hours of podcast to do. I gotta watch me. Uh, there's a Big Brother episode on this hour, and then tonight the big uh debut, Craig, uh, Survivor 41. Yeah, you talk about events being hurt by COVID, it's been gone for 18 months, Craig. I I can't believe the world is still spinning on Axis tonight since we've had no Survivor for 18 months. (laughs) But it's coming back. It's kind of interesting. Um, You know, they used to call it, like, Survivor, and they would have, like, a little catchy title, like Worlds Apart or Edge of Extinction or Winners of War and everything. Uh, Now it's going to be kind of like the movie, you know? You know, Rocky one, Rocky two, Rocky three. They're gonna. It's gonna be just Survivor forty one. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of like that more. Um, you know, I know. You know, just calling you one, two, three, 41 is a little bit more boring. But I want to know where you're at. I want to know how many years you have. I mean, hey, Survivor. You know, Craig. I mean, if you're a fan or if you're just a casual viewer, if you tune on Survivor forty one, you know how many years it got.
1: I don't know. Right. Yeah, I think it'll I, you know because like I'm I'm completely just a novice to survivor but if I right. if I said I want to get into it and yeah okay you go on like on on Paramount Plus I'm sure it's all like you know listed even you know where every, every season before the other one the next one but if you didn't know, you might like get out of order not knowing which one you're supposed to watch. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, I don't know where to start. I don't know what to watch. So I think you know it's boring, yes. But having the, the season number will probably help people that are trying to like catch up. Or for people like me, if they decided I want to start watching Survivor and just binge it from the beginning, now they can do that and it's probably a little easier for them to find what they're looking for.
0: Survivor is definitely a tape beforehand. You know, don't think obviously not doing this live or anything. Right. Um kind of interesting though. We talked in past weeks about some of these other reality shows. And Love Island, man, what a chore. There's like, you know, five hundred episodes a week. You can watch more stuff on Paramount Plus.
1: Yeah.
0: It's crazy. And Big Brother, although I like Big Brother a little bit more. I mean, you got three episodes to get through in a week and uh, you got the live feeds and everything else. I mean, man, you can be watching that all day. Hey, survivors classic once yeah. a week yeah yeah you can listen to the podcast about survivor all week if you want but that's it you know we're not right. doing live feeds on paramount plus we're not doing i don't know
1: you know well you know what though that might be a, that might work to their advantage first of all they've been around for 40 seasons now or 41 seasons now so maybe it works to their advantage to not oversaturate the market with 15 days of survivor or like 24 seven cams or whatever it may be that way you kind of, you know, you still have that allure a little bit where people, people seek you out. Like, I don't know if the ratings are going to be better this year because they've had a hiatus or not, but you know, it's gotta be a factor. Some people, you know, it it could factor both ways where some people might just say, well, I forgot about that. I'm not going to watch it anymore. Or some people that have been clamoring for it really want to go watch it again. So maybe the ratings will be, you know, a boom for him this year. So maybe it lesses more, and maybe Survivor's the standard bear. That's why they've had 41 seasons of, of shows. One show a week. That's
0: just great. I'll be honest with you, maybe some of my NFL friends out there will flame me for saying this, but let's have this more never sports. I and mean, the one nice thing about the NFL is your team plays once a week, and that's it. Yeah. But I'm a little tired of the Thursday night games with the NFL. I mean, yeah. even Sunday night games. I mean, they're nice and all, but, you
1: know,
0: let's yeah. have, I don't know. Let's go back to the old days. One, four, or Monday night football. That's all
1: you yeah. play. I think the, the NFL has kind of oversaturated the market. I mean, Monday night was cool and, and stuff. It gave you a chance to hang on for more football to start your week off and all that. But, yeah, Thursday night games, they don't ever really see – unless it's the first game of the season, then you get two really good teams going at it. But for the most part, you're not getting any, like, really sexy matchups. Maybe now you are, but when they first started going back to the Thursday night games, they would just put, you know, two teams that no one cared about. Now everybody kind of has to rotate through the Thursday schedule to make it fair. But I don't know. I mean – yeah, i probably could, could do without Thursday night. I'm not looking forward to the Steelers Thursday night game this year. Who do, who do they play on Thursday?
0: They're at Minnesota. I don't know. Okay. I was going to say it's a win, but you never know, man. I mean, the way the Steelers played last you week,
1: See, it's funny with being a Lions fan in most cases. Now, that's not to say that they can't play on another, another Thursday, but in most cases, the only Thursday they play on is Thanksgiving. So. Okay. And that's a game I don't mind watching because it's Thanksgiving. You know, that's kind of synonymous with football. And, you know, and being a Lions fan, I, I want to watch. But uh, I don't usually have to worry about those, like, you know, Thursday night games in September with the Lions because they've already got a Thursday carved out for them.
0: Well, and, and you had your must-see TV, because they're on Monday this week. But I
1: don't know. Right, yeah. I was a little shocked when the schedule came out and they got a Monday night football game. So, yeah. But, yeah, I mean –
0: I, I gotta admit, I like the NFL more than other sports. I'm having a hard time sitting and just watching other games if it's not my team. Now, right. I will say, and let me mention this really quick. Um, you know, ESPN2 has their Manning brothers. Yeah, I, I saw a segment on YouTube where they're, and it's like a talk show. I mean, I'm wondering if I could tape the ESPN2 telecast game. I don't even have to watch the game. And you heard the main brothers just talk. They're having guests on. I guess Charles Barkley, who was next Laugh, was on last week. You got Pat McAfee, the punter, and they're swapping stories. Yeah, they're talking about the game, but the
1: game's almost a sidelight. It's almost like a three-hour
0: yeah. talk yeah. show of the meetings.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's – you know, ESPN for a long time now seems to be trying to figure out the magic formula to making Monday Night Football fun. They've changed people in the booth. They've, you know, tried – you know, they tried Tony Kornheiser, Dennis Miller a long time ago, and they've they've never really been able to find the magic. I don't or whatever magic they feel they need or to get to the ratings they want to get to. But yeah, the Manning Brothers I, I don't know what the ratings are on that, but it's gotta be pretty popular. Here's what I say, put the Manning Brothers in ESPN for the main telecast. You don't even have to I mean, I don't
0: even know the guys who are doing televised games now. Don't, don't well really yeah, appeal. Brian
1: Greasy and Lewis Riddick are the color commentators and then um I'm not mistaken that Steve Levy's in the booth as the broadcast play-by-play guy. Well, you
0: know,
1: I'm hearing good things about some of those guys. I don't mean to trash them, but I
0: mean, correct. Right. I mean, sorry, I mean, unless your team is in it, like the last super few wines, I don't know. I'm not watching every week,
1: and maybe I'm not an and, NFL fan. I don't know. Whatever, yeah, but yeah, but you know, it's like the ESPN did everything in their power to try to get Tony Romo to come out. He didn't want to go there, or whatever. You know, whatever ended up happening there. Then there was, well, go, go go get Peyton Manning. Well, they kind of did get Peyton Manning, but then they didn't get Peyton Manning because I don't know if Manning didn't want to, like, commit to doing Monday Night Football because he didn't want to be, like, you know, vilified like all the other Monday Night Football commentators have been. But, yeah, I've heard
0: they're not doing every game. I've okay, heard
1: that okay. Somewhere.
0: Yeah.
1: Man, I feel bad for them having to watch the Lions and Packers.
0: <laughs> like but, they, not- they, but I love that. They weren't really watching that game. True. True. Like, if we ever did that, if we ever say, "Hey, we're gonna have this game," I'm like, I don't want to just talking about the game. So, right? Man, yeah, I feel, it makes sense. Yeah, I feel bad for you spending the days, and maybe they change that. Maybe the mains are there all the time. Just can you imagine? You know, late like, in mean, the year, all the mains
1: are off, and you know, uh, I know Eli also. I think is gonna have a similar show to what Peyton does on ESPN Plus, where it's Peyton's places, and I think they're gonna have like an Eli Manning version of that too. So. I mean, I don't know that they're exclusive to ESPN, but I kind of feel like everybody has their guys, you know, like, obviously, NBC has some people, they have Drew Brees now, Tony Romo's at CBS, but now it's like Peyton Manning and Eli Manning are in ESPN, and that's probably good for ESPN, because I think people... Have to be responding pretty well to their Monday Night Football talk show that they have.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've heard good things about it. I've heard no discussion about ESPN. I mean, I've seen articles in USA Today and other places praising the Maine brothers. Right. And like I said, I, I checked out one YouTube clip. It was like the day after the Lions Packers game. Right. I was entertained, And again, I'm yeah. not ripping on your team. I, I just have no interest in the Lions. No, I, I didn't
1: have any interest in Like time. you didn't
0: have interest on the sewage bills the other day. So. Right, right. Very good. All right, well, Craig, I am just up against it, man. Yeah. I this and uh, I don't know, man. not not feeling super well. to everybody.
1: So let's start to close up shop, Craig.
0: I I got apologize here, but yeah. I'm just
1: per contract yeah. we have another half hour, Chris. So you've got you've got to get it. All a- right, <laughs> next
0: week we hopefully we are feeling better. We'll do an hour and a half. Huh? <laughs> uh, we'll
1: see. All
0: right, well, hey, let's uh, promote some stuff. Uh, Chase Bank. We talk about them. Look, if you're complaining about your bank, try something new. Chase Bank, click on the link, however you are looking at this podcast. And um, you know, sign for Chase Bank, attach direct deposit. You get up to 225 bucks. Very simple, very easy. Um, you know, right now, we're all looking for money. We're like, man, where can we find that money? I've got money for you right here. You know, just take it. Sign for Chase Bank. It's a great deal. And also, Ashley home store. You want quality furniture, man. It's fall, man. Um, I, I tell you, my favorite time in fall is when you're at home. You don't have to worry about going to work. You yeah, kick off your shoes, your family guys around, you watch some fun family movie. Make sure you have the couches for you. You know, you might be like, Ugh, I need to replace that couch next time we have friends over, or whatever. If we ever do anymore with being COVID. I'm not <laughs> sure. I think those days are gone, Craig. You know what I mean? right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if we're ever looking for a house more houses are better because we don't need to entertain anymore you know just <laughs> you know, live in uh we call it a um what what's it where you don't have a bedroom like your bedroom's your living room a like studio yeah studio everyone should have studio apartments you know if you have kids add a bedroom that's it you don't need to live anywhere big but yeah but you're gonna need furniture even if you're in that studio apartment so check out actually home store uh, they'll give you a savings coupon as soon as you click on the link. You get some savings. You get to shop online. You can take your savings inside the store. You have stuff delivered to you. It's so easy and quality stuff here at Ashley Home Store. Um, Hey, if you if you want to hear more, me and Craig, we taped something earlier about um, some Ohio stuff. uh Low cast. Who we can't watch local TV anymore, Craig. It stinks, and we kind of bemoan the loss of that. Uh, I am also taping. By the time you hear it, it will be out. Uh, We're doing our Pittsburgh Steelers uh, podcast for SB Nation with my friends Joe and Paul. Um, Man, we are starting to rip on cities that the Steelers are playing. Pittsburgh's playing Cincinnati. It's bound to get awkward. We talk about five things we don't like about Cincinnati. I insisted Skyline Chili would be on
1: it, so it better be on there. Yeah, I'm going to spend half Skyline Chili, Skyline Chili better be on any list of right. the bad of Cincinnati. Yeah, i might just talk about Skyline Chili. Uh,
0: you know, we have four of our topics that people like and they want us to talk about, but Skyline Chili is number one by a bullet. And then we have the Center show. Just I don't know. It, it's a bunch of interesting stuff we throw together. Uh, Craig, we could talk about a little bit of everything on this thing. I mean, there's really no rules for there. What are we talking about tonight, Craig? I, I can't even remember. <laughs> it's been... <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Craig, I need to feel better. This isn't good.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's never fun.
0: Uh, we are talking about a Giants fan. New York Giants found Maggots in his uh, hot dog. At an NFL game. We have some thoughts about that. Um... Uh, there was a, a search for a golden ticket that ended in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott won the Candy Factory, so we got things to say about that. Talk about what you give their um, used sauce packets. They want to reuse them, which I think is kind of weird. Okay. And then, you know, this is kind of long for Sewage Show, but you know, so we can talk a little bit more football. Uh, there In Cincinnati, there was a uh, giraffe named after Cincinnati Bengals. Um, you know, quarterback Joe Burrow. Unfortunately, it died. We have thoughts about that. Probably the people protecting the draft was the same people that were protecting Joe Burrow. Yeah. The offensive line. You know I mean, a whole offensive line joke about Joe Burrow there. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know, Craig. I'm about to spend. This may be the last podcast I ever do. Not that I'm quitting. <laughs> I may die. So, I don't know. Be we'll sure see the, you, Yeah, be sure the tribute show is fun. <laughs> so oh my gosh I, ugh. <laughs> yeah.
1: all right well Craig anything you want to share Anything you want promo anything you want to? no we'll be uh, I'll be back at it with George Thomas uh, recording on Thursday and uh, he'll be reviewing the new movie Dear Evan Hansen and we'll be talking about other fun movie stuff as we always do so uh, definitely look out for that um, but, yeah, other than that, uh, one of the things I'll be reviewing this week myself will be Vacation Friends, the new Hulu original movie. Uh, the raunchy R-rated comedy uh, definitely earns its stripes, although, spoiler alert, unfortunately, it's a waste of a very good cast. So uh, I'll be reviewing that on Friday more in depth. I actually watched that, and I was, oh, okay. I was mixed. I, I
0: In some ways, I liked it. In some ways, I didn't. I, I don't know. <laughs> what a great <laughs> reveal! It was
1: okay, and it was bad. Uh, I don't know. It was a letdown for me with the the, the talented cast that they had. Kind of let them, you know. It was not them; it was the the script around them just kind of let them down. It's not enough in there to help them out. Easy than the drug references.
0: That's all I have to say to that too. Yeah, I, I, I don't want the whole movie to be set in the Baptist church. I understand that, but. Let's calm down a little bit on the drug references. I mean, they're just all drug references. I mean, is there... Like pretty much, There's yeah. other things in comedy than just drug references. Yes, there are. But, uh, yeah.
1: So, unfortunately, uh, we'll, you'll hear the, the the whole review coming soon. But uh, that was one of the new things that I checked out last week as it was well, released. Well, that's good. It's something I have actually checked out. <laughs> yeah. Usually I
0: don't check out the stuff, but I'm glad we did that.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Well, Craig... Time for me to die. <laughs> it's been nice <laughs> knowing everybody. <laughs> just kidding. I, I just don't feel well. But hopefully we'll recover and be ready to go for next week. So yeah. For Craig, this is Chris. Have a good one, everybody. <laughs> bye bye.
1: Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney.
0: Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast, based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend Byron McCauley.